Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 274, which means I've recorded a lot of songs, you guys. <laughs> this is there's a I I this is a long time I've been doing this and I mean not every single episode has a song, but a lot of them do. Most of them do. There's only a, a handful that don't. So that's a lot. <laughs> anyway, I'm Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for being here. Uh, today's blog is about the 20th anniversary of last month's anniversary, 9-11. I don't know why I'm going to be coy about it. 9-11 is what this is about, sort of. Uh, the anniversary of that. It is not a very anniversary, anniversary kind of post, so uh, I wouldn't be too worried about it if you're, I don't think it's a big trigger for, for it might be for those, I don't think so though. Uh, it's not. It's a lot about steak fries, so I'm not sure, I'm not sure it's gonna, it's not, I'm not sure it's gonna kick you off if this is a hot one for you. Anyway, here it is, in which I attempt to reflect on the 20th anniversary of The Things. Y'all know me. I love to reflect. Reflecting on stuff is my favorite thing, and I do it on the regular. But I'm having some trouble reflecting on this 20th anniversary of 9-11. I want to. It seems important to, especially as this is also the 20th anniversary of the birth of my theater company. But, like, my brain just sort of dances around it and will not settle. I'm much more interested in the three young women next to me at this outdoor patio of this cafe. They were recently college students, so they are unlikely to have any real memory of 9-11. Today is more or less meaningless to them. That's how long it's been. It's been long enough for these young women to grow up. I want to send out an email to my company mailing list and celebrate two decades of making theater in New York. That seems like a thing people do on a theater birthday. But I don't know what to say. I was 28 on 9-11-2001, and I knew that the world had changed forever, and I knew there was no time to waste. We were all vulnerable. Our lives could be cut short at any moment by anything, just out of the clear blue sky, literally. With my one wild and precious life, I knew I had to make theater, no question. What to do when destruction rains down? Create. It's the only answer as far as I was concerned. It still is. I read a post on Humans of New York today about the woman who ended up curating the 9-11 Tribute Museum. She says that in talking to people who went through it, near and far, that over the years, everyone leaned in to focus on their children and grandchildren. Their pain began to take a backseat to enjoying their descendants. I don't have any descendants, but I do have a theater. It was born 20 years ago with three mothers. Then the other mothers had actual children, so care of this theater child has largely been mine. And now it's 20, somehow. I guess kids are like that. 
these young women next to me are not concerned about what day this is. They're happily debating over an online menu, planning what they'll have when they go to dinner later. They are all very excited about the steak fries. They are likely not triggered by the blue of the sky today or the sound of the planes overhead. Their primary relationship to this date is the older people around them memorializing and marking the day. It's history for them. I envy them that distance from the event itself. But I'm also sorry that they've never known the time before. It was a terrible day, but it lit a fire under me. And those first few years after it were the most creatively fulfilling of all. That year, even before 9-11, was a potent one for me. The timeline is all blurry, but it looks like the release date for my band's album was September 10th, 2001. I mean, come on! I have no memory of our album release. I know we played some shows and that we made some postcards, but I don't remember thinking that 9-11 had a particular impact on the band. But it must have. It must have. Or maybe my starting a theater company tanked our musical ambitions. I don't think that's it, though. I was also in a production of Twelfth Night at the time, and we missed a rehearsal or two and worried over our Andrew Aguchik, who worked downtown, but thankfully had managed to just miss his own tragedy, but not the survivor's guilt. We talked about canceling the show, which was due to open later that month, but the majority of people involved felt that the show going on was the best thing we could do under the circumstances. I mean, thinking about it now, national tragedy aside, I was in the middle of a very artistically fruitful moment in September of 2001. I was a lead in a Shakespeare play. My band's album, featuring songs I'd written, came out on September 10th, and on September 11th, we decided to start a theater company and put on my play. How do I have a month like that again? Again, without the death and destruction, please. In the last two decades, I have learned about myself that when things get hard, I get determined and I make art happen. I don't necessarily write things, but I do start producing. It happened in 2022 when I pushed the dragoning off the back burner and right up to the front of the line. But suddenly it all sounds so rosy and it absolutely was not. I was horrified by the hate that bubbled up and cried through so many workshops and planning meetings for the arts education I was doing. I was frightened for my Muslim students. I remember being really afraid I wouldn't be able to get through teaching an Anne Frank workshop without crying because I was so worried we, as a nation, were about to get Nazi-like with this Patriot Act. Now I wish I'd done a lot more than cry. And also, the Nazis really were coming. We had no idea. I get stuck here in thinking about this because, emotionally speaking, for me, 2001 was not nearly as bad as election night 2016 or the last year and a half. It was far more dangerous for me to walk to the grocery store in the spring of 2020 than anything I experienced in September of 2001. Every two days, we lose a 9-11's worth of people. Right now. The loss is relentless these days as we lose friends, theaters, dance companies, bands, restaurants, and hope. I started writing this on the 11th, and now it's the 12th of September, 2021. 
September 12, 2001, was actually one of the most hopeful days to live in New York City. The kindness was palpable. New Yorkers are really beautifully generous in a crisis, and that was a big crisis. So everyone pulled out their best selves, and as much as I wish we could have missed 9-11, I'm so grateful I was here for 9-12 and 9-13, and at least a week after. This isn't true for everyone, of course, and it's also possible that the 20 years between then and now has dimmed the bad memories and amplified the hopeful ones. I was safe across the water in Brooklyn, after all, on the phone with my friend in California starting a theater company. One of the trickiest things about this anniversary for me is not just that the bad thing happened 20 years ago. It's the way it points out that that defining event was 20 years ago. It is such a loud, fixed point in all of our lives. And 20 is such a round number. I don't think I can write that official 20th birthday email for my company. This year, I can't extract my own responses to 20 years having passed, to the events of 20 years ago, to all that's happened since. I think, instead, come spring, I'll mark the 20th anniversary of our first show that came to fruition after this complicated birthday, or I'll celebrate our 21st birthday and invoke Dionysus and Bacchus in honor of the legal drinking age this theater will have achieved. Reflecting may not, in fact, be so necessary on this occasion. But I hope one day this pandemic will be actually over and we can have the equivalent of the week after the events. Yeah, it's not really about steak fries, is it? <laughs> but the image for this particular blog is is some steak fries. And uh, I should, I'll should i just read you the caption because I, it's, it, it's not included. But I captioned the picture of the steak fries with, probably we should all just go enjoy some steak fries like those young women and leave the reflecting alone. Uh, yes. <laughs> I haven't yet had steak fries. I feel like the thing that was hard about this particular uh, recording is that it made me realize all the things that I meant to do, like, after I wrote this one. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to, you know, uh, do some stuff for the company, you know, with this kind of 20-year thing. And I need to um, maybe do something for the band because it is also the 20th anniversary of the band's album. Uh, but all of that got a little bit sidetracked due to the more personal tragic event that happened pretty much right after I posted this. So, um, yeah, that blog is coming up next week. Uh, so if you're anxiously waiting that one, I don't think you would be, but you might be. It's That'll be next week's. Um, and... Why don't I ask you, my listeners, about what to do about this band question I have, which is, uh, we sold our CD in 2001 with a company called CD Baby, which still exists, um, and we were still continuing to sell our CDs and also digital distribution through CD Baby. CD Baby is also my distributor for the solo stuff. 
Um, anyway, CD Baby at the time was really about CDs, as you might imagine from the name. And uh, they, you know, we sent them a big shipment of CDs. They sold them for us through their website. And uh, recently they stopped selling CDs. <laughs> so um, what that means is they sent me an email that says they are overstocked with CDs from us. Uh, and they are overstocked by one, one, one CD they have. Um, and the option is to either let them just pulp it, destroy it, <laughs> or send them money to send it to me. I can't remember how much it is, maybe like $6 or something like that. Um, I, I still have a handful of CDs, so it's not like I'd be without, but it just, it's, I, it's something so wrong <laughs> about the whole scenario for me. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, like, if I could sell it, but they don't have a store anymore, so I don't know how to do it. It looks like you can buy it from them through Amazon which is weird, but then also, like, the CD is for sale on Amazon, and I'd never sent it to Amazon, so is the copy that's in their warehouse the one that is at Amazon? Uh, this whole thing is a giant mystery. Anyway, if you would like a Bright Red Boots CD, let me know, <laughs> and maybe I can buy it back from CD Baby and then send it to you. Or you can buy it directly from Amazon and have them ship it to you directly. I don't know. But just know that there is a sad single copy of the Bright Red Boots CD recorded in 2001. And uh, it needs a home. <laughs> so I'm not sure what to do about it. But uh, it, is a, it is a conundrum. They will destroy it on November 2nd, I think, if I don't do something about it. Anyway, that is the, the current question of the hour. Uh, so the song here today is going to be a song from that album because, of course, you know, 2001. Here we go. This is it. So there's only two songs that I haven't put here on the blogcast before from that album. Uh, two, two left. And uh, today I'm going to give you I Need, I Want, I Crave which you will hear in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the blog, please tell someone about it or the blog cast, which you're listening to. Uh, and if you would like to support it, we are, we are, me are, I am on patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. I'm also on PayPal. And apparently I have a PayPal address, which is probably even in the show notes, but for some reason I forgot about it entirely. Uh, and that is at Struggling Artist. So it's paypal.me slash Struggling Artist if, you, if you're into PayPal. And uh, Kofi is also an option, which is in the show notes. And also, I just claimed the podcast in Good Pods. So if you listen on Good Pods, there's also like a tip button that'll take you straight to PayPal which is how I found out I had a I had a, a handle that I clearly created myself and completely forgot about. 
This is why I'm a really excellent businesswoman. <laughs> okay, so um, thank you again for listening. And it, here from the great year, <laughs> the complicated year of 2001, here is from the Bright Red Boots album recorded in 2001 and released on September 10th, apparently. I still can't get over it. Like, I have no memory of this. Anyway, from 2001, here is Bright Red Boots, I Need, I Want, I Crave.